If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. It was all about leaning in to what felt intuitively good, which is people like to be served, not sold. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? <laughs> no way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Take account. How many virtual events do you think you've attended in the last year and a half? From family social hours on Zoom to business networking opportunities through the screen, when the world stayed indoors, events moved online. And Barry Baumgartner has the strategies and the systems for hosting a profitable live event down to a science. Barry has been in the events business for 17 years, but in March 2020, she began producing virtual events and launched a tech company to create a truly immersive, interactive experience for hosts, for speakers, and for attendees. Let's put it this way. If you're in the event industry or you want to host an event for your brand in this new virtual landscape, Barry is the guy to help you do it seamlessly and with success. This conversation will cover event planning in the virtual world, how to take your in-person events online, and ways to leverage live events to create another income stream for your business. Here she is, my friend, Barry Baumgartner. New year, new goals, new podcast recommendations. Because if I know anything about you, it's that you love to work with earbuds in, listening to business advice and entrepreneurial secrets from the best of the best. So let me introduce you to my pal, John Lee Dumas, host of the hugely popular Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast. Each weekday, John features an interview with entrepreneurs changing the game and digs into topics that are interesting as they are actionable. How to start your own business during a global pandemic. How business schools set founders up for failure. And the secrets to scaling a business are just a few of those conversations that he's having over on EO Fire. Listen to Entrepreneurs on Fire wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Gusto for supporting the Gold Digger podcast. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll and benefits to small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PC Meg. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash gold digger. Okay, I am so excited about my guest today. I've actually asked her multiple times in person, hey, next time we get together, you have to come on my show. And I'm so excited that today is the day that I get to interview my friend, Barry. Welcome to the Gold Digger podcast. Thank you, Jenna. I'm so excited to be here. We really have talked about this so many times. So it's great yes. to be actually making it happen. Yes. And 
I have been so fortunate to get to work with you over the last few years at various events, which I'm sure we'll get into. But before we talk about events and virtual and in-person and all of those things, I would love to hear a little bit about your career journey. I've heard it in person when you're on stage, but man, your story every time, it just gives me goosebumps. So how did you get to where you are today? Well, thank you. Thank you. It's such a great question. I mean, kind of accidentally, like the way all good stories start, right? (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, I was like the one in high school, I play my prom and I still, you know, feel bad for all the kids at Bayside High School in Virginia Beach because they were subjected to my vision for like a starry night prom. I think I had them cut out like thousands of silver stars (laughs) and hang the (laughs) bros. Things like that. They've probably never forgiven me for. And then in, you know, in college, it was like always putting together the fundraisers and my sorority and that kind of thing and all the dances. So I was like always drawn to this concept of live event experiences and how awesome they can be. And then I went to a liberal arts school, went to William and Mary and didn't even really know that like there was a whole world where all you could do was plan events. So when I found that out, like I kind of, again, lucked into it in my very first job and it was for a trade association management company. And it was like every weekend they had an event. And so I was like the new recruit. So I ran reg desk all over the country and it was my first exposure to the power of what a live conference or a live event can be. And, you know, its ability to build community and its ability to transform people's lives with amazing content. And I just loved it. I literally was like, you can send me anywhere. I'd never been on a plane before that job, right? So it's like super exciting to, you know, be flying all over the country and be exposed to different cities and exposed to different people. But I just got like a really quick education of what a live event could be because I probably did like 30 events in that first year out of college. And then, you know, those were nonprofit trade associations. When I ultimately ended up starting my own company, which was also a fluke, I was married to someone who his family business imploded. And I kind of saw the writing on the wall. I was like, I don't, he, when it imploded, he imploded. And like, I don't think we're going to be able to pay our mortgage. Like, you know, I need to do something until he gets back on his feet again. And so I started Sage out of a bedroom in my house. It was just sort of like a part-time thing until, and as luck would have it, one of my very first events with someone came to me and said, you know, you really need to meet Bill Glazer and Dan Kennedy. And, you know, I, for those of you who don't know, Bill and Dan run something called Glazer Kennedy Insider Circle, and they've sort of pioneered the information marketing movement. And so I kind of lucked into being right in the heart of that. And I, Jenna, this is really interesting. You'll get a kick out of this. The very first event that I went to, I went as an attendee to see if it would be right fit because were, we were kind of auditioning each other in a sense. And I remember like Dan Kennedy came out and like a sateen suit, like it was like satin on satin stripe (laughs) with the satin on satin shirt that I think might've been red with the bolero. And of course the handlebar mustache and the cowboy boots. Like, where am I? (laughs) I came from like corporate. I was like, where, where where am I? And um, the content was like, what is this guy talking about? I remember the sign was kind of askew that was hung on the stage and it was like cattywampus. I'm like, what are they thinking? Right? Like I would certainly fix that. And then they're talking about, I'll never forget this, that a book, Dan held up a paperback book and he said, what do you think you could sell this for? And they're like, eight, you know, the audience like $8, da, da, da. And then he held up a hardback book and he's like, what do you think you could sell this for? And be like, $25, $50, $25. Then he held up like this tattered spiral bound like 200 page, you know, or like huge monstrosity. And he's like, and what do you think you could sell this for? And I'm like, a buck 99. And he's like, (laughs) $2,000. And I'm like, okay, now you have my interest. And literally that was my first exposure to the industry that now is my niche, which is kind of interesting. That is so wild. I was in a mastermind with Bill Glazer a couple years ago, and he's amazing. But I can't imagine what you were thinking. And you know what makes me smile is that I think about when it comes to event planning, I often think of it in terms of the wedding world because I was a wedding photographer for so long. And so many brides plan their own wedding. And then all of a sudden, they're like, I think I want to become an event planner. And you either love it or you hate it, but it is absolutely not as glamorous as it seems. So what happened after that event that led you on this journey to host some of the greatest, largest business-centered events in the world? 
Well, a funny story is I actually, when I decided to open Sage, I thought first I was going to be a wedding planner. And then I realized I planned three weddings and realized I only wanted to plan the wedding of my dreams, not the wedding of their dreams. And I was like, "Uh, no, we, I don't like daisies. No, you shouldn't have that color. No, that dress doesn't look good on you. You know, I'm like, you know, this might not be my niche. And ironically, when I found Glazer Kennedy and of course it led to the business I have today, I think what has made me so successful is I have such a definite vision of what is right and not right in this space, right? So like what didn't work for weddings works very well for the niche I'm in, which is no, it's not like that. It's like this. And so I think, you know, what's interesting from the Glazer Kennedy thing is that, you know, that was a pretty high testosterone environment. This is back in 2004. And the Information Marketing Summit, I think, had about 1,500 people. And there were literally five women. It was like Bill Glazer's wife, Dan Kennedy's assistant, Allie Brown, Michelle P.W., Lori Morgan Ferrero, and me. Like, that was it. And the rest were men, right? Not that that's a bad thing, but I mean, there were no women there. And it was a pretty high testosterone sales environment. And I almost left the industry because I thought, I don't know, this back of room, arm twisting kind of stampede rush, but wait, there's more. I'm like, I don't really know if this is for me. And then Allie Brown and I had a conversation. For those of you who don't know Allie, she's amazing, really great marketer and really great trailblazer. And she came to me and said, I'm going to plan my own event and it's going to be for women. And we're going to talk about all this stuff except for women. And we're going to do it from a woman's perspective. I'm like, I'm all in. (laughs) And Allie and I kind of started to pioneer again, you know, like kind of how you do this as you stumble into it of what's working. But just feminizing all of it, same content, but just softening it, making Mm -hmm. offers, but softening it, focusing on serving these women, like beautiful environments, flowers on tables. Allie would come on stage in these gorgeous suits and amazing shoes and just get these women lit up about what was possible for their life. And like, now I'm in the right spot, you know, and and right. It's just walking through doors, right? You walk through one door that leads to the next door that leads to the next door. But it pioneered what we do today, which is everything from a sales to service approach. Like you can change people's lives with a high ticket offer without being salesy, icky, or sleazy. And what's really interesting is we started having that led everyone who followed Allie, then worked with me. And so I had a exploding business because of Allie Brown and the work I did with her. And all of a sudden the men started calling and saying, how are you, I heard Allie got this many. I heard you sold this many. I heard we got, how are you doing that? I'm like, well, we're, you know, feminizing it basically. <laughs> we're softening it, believe it or not. You know, a softer offer performs better than a harder offer. And here's how. And so now we have a pretty diverse client mix from Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi to You've worked with Lisa Sasevich and Mary Morrissey and names you've probably never heard of, but are doing amazing things in our space. And why they come is because of our sales as service approach. So it's interesting to see where we started and where we ended up. But it was all about leaning into what felt intuitively good, which is people like to be served, not sold. Oh, this is just making me smile so big. The other day, a mutual friend of ours who is a male texted me and he's like, I'm going on a training in 10 minutes, but my wife watched your webinar the other night and she loved how you did this approach. Tell me how you did it. And I just love how the men are paying closer attention to how we are approaching things. And it is more coming at it from a place of invitations and not pitches and, you know, letting people have this experience, regardless of if they purchase, that leaves them feeling excited and ready to take action. And I I think it's just beautiful to be able to walk in your footsteps, something you've been doing for a long time, and to watch people take notice. And I think that probably felt really good. It did. Yeah. I mean, I think we specialize in enrollment events, which are events where you're making a high ticket offer, which is typically a coaching program or a consultancy. And it's anywhere from, we consider a high ticket offer $6,000 and above. So our offers range from 6,000 to a hundred thousand to work with our event host. And our specialty is to create a live event experience where the structure does the selling for you, where basically the attendees are having such a great sense of content connection and community that what naturally happens when you have an amazing experience, you're go, I want more of this. Like, where do I get more? Like, this has been amazing. I want more. And that's such a better selling environment where the attendees are, it's dawning on them what they need and what that they want more. And then to say, great, we thought you'd want more. And here's the good news. We have more. It's right <laughs> over here. Would you like this? And to your point, it's an invitation, not a pitch. Like we'd like to invite you to spend more time with us. And if you'd like to do that, it's right over here. 
it feels better. I think it feels better to everybody. It feels better to the host on the stage. It feels better to the audience receiving the invitation. And it feels better to the team who's supporting, helping people cross the line over to, yes, I'd like to invest in myself. Sometimes for the first time ever. Like, you know, one of the most magical things about what we do is watching someone for the first time ever go, I'm worthy of investing in me. Like, I'm going to make this investment in myself in my future, in my children's future. Like I'm worth this. I think it's a really powerful part of what we do. So when we talk about this experience, I can imagine, let's say you pack a stadium full, you're in charge of the temperature of the room all the way down to the sense of the food coming in. I mean, you have this ability to craft this experience that is created around this environment that usually involves hundreds, if not thousands of people. But then the pandemic hits, everything shuts down, events close. What did you do? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, because for 16 years, we specialized in in-person events for speakers, authors, course creators, and influencers. And then, and, and this is an interesting story too, Jenna, because Blue and I had been in Puerto Rico with Fruk Schroff and Stu McLaren for a VIP day working on our business. Like we'd paid our clients to work on our business, which you know, we do in this industry, right? Like we all consult each other. It's the best way to grow your business is learn from other people who are doing it too. And we flew from Puerto Rico to Miami for an event. And Blue and I have the dubious honor of being like million milers on Delta. Like it's dubious because yes. the way you get there is by flying way too much. But yes. what it generally means is that we get first class upgrades without paying for them. And so we're going from Puerto Rico to Miami and we're like at the back of the bus. And I remember looking at blue and this is literally like March 13th. And I'm like, you know, this COVID thing, I don't know if this is really a thing. Like we almost always get upgraded and the airport was full. This flight's so full that we're at the back of the plane. Like, I don't think COVID's really a thing. And then we literally are in Miami for this event that we're running. And on day two of the event, Trump was forced to shut the country down. And we flew out of Miami on an empty plane, like yes. empty airport, empty plane. We were in first class. We're the only people in first class. And I looked at Blue. I'm like, okay, now COVID's a thing. <laughs> and yes. that literally led to creating a brand new space for ourselves and for our industry because we had in the span of a week, 30 events canceled. Like literally one after the next, after the next, like client after client called and said, we're nervous about doing events because of COVID. We don't know when it's going away. We think we should cancel. And so we we literally spent a month calling every hotel that we had negotiated and saying, how do we get out of this contract and working through those things. And in the midst of that, we went to a client and said, listen, you have an event the first week of April. Keep in mind, I think country was shut down March 15th. This event was the first week of April. We go to a client. We said, listen, we have a team that's not working. I don't want to lay them off. We have an AV team with a warehouse full of equipment. Why don't we go in together and try a virtual event? Like, let's just see what happens. And luckily for us, this client, Dylan Frost, so so appreciate him, said yes. And so what was fascinating, Jenna, is that... This event had been solidly 300 people for three years. And that was what he wanted, a boutique, simple event. So 300 people for three years. In two weeks, we sprinted to create a virtual event. And overnight, it became 1,200 people. And for the first time, he had a global audience. It had always been a domestic wow. US audience. He'd never even tried to have a global audience. When we announced the virtual event, 1,200 people and a huge percentage were from around the globe, not just from around the country. Wow. That, I mean, the ability to pivot, I feel like pivot was the word of the year, <laughs> but the ability to pivot that quickly and also to kind of explore, well, how do we create an experience where people are coming from inside their homes and they're dealing with the uncertainty, they're dealing with distractions, they have their kids, their dogs, their spouses. But I also think it invited this incredible wave of accessibility for people who might not have been able to travel to live events before, what were some of the pros of switching to a more virtual landscape over the last year? I know there were a lot of challenges, but what were some of the pros? Yeah, it is such a great question. I mean, what I love about virtual events is that so many of our audiences feature a lot of amazing women who mm -hmm. are moms, who are wives, 
who are entrepreneurs, sometimes they have a full-time job and they're straddling trying to, you know, have their first side hustle and go into being an entrepreneur. So bottom line, there's a lot of constraints on their time and on their money. And for the first time, they could attend a virtual event and a really amazing experience, not just a three-day webinar or a three-day Zoom meeting. but a true live event experience from their home, which meant that they didn't have to spend that money on a plane ticket. They didn't have to spend that money on a hotel, Uber, you know, food at the hotel. They didn't have to barter with their spouse, like, because a three-day event is really a five-day event, right? Because you have to fly in and fly out. So three days is really five days that you're asking, you know, your family to allow you to have on some level, right? And so all of a sudden they could say, listen, if you could just give me these three days to go into my home office or go into this corner of the kitchen or go into the living room, shut the door and be focused. I will still be there to make dinner. I will still be there to tuck the kids in. You know, it just became easier for people to attend. And that's our moms, right? Who are a passion project for me, right? Like more people we can reach, more women, more moms and give them the power to create their own economy. I always say like live events are changing the world, one event, one attendee at a time. And I think of those people when I say that, but we also have men who have to do that these days, right? Mm -hmm. And we have people who are in corporate jobs who have to do this. I think the win for the attendee was to have accessibility to attend things that they might never have been able to attend before. And just a quick little story, like one of our first virtual clients was Tony Robbins, like virtual brought us Tony Robbins because (laughs) Dean called him and said, you got to go check out what these people are doing down in South Carolina. Right. And so Tony flew in and they prepared us. So like, he's only going to be there for 30 minutes. Don't keep him longer. And I think he was there for four hours and he was like taking notes and drawing visions and coming up with ultimately what would be the first ever virtual stadium for his first ever virtual UPW. And this is a great example of what I'm talking about because I I remember standing with Tony and we were looking at the audience and it was like 25,000 people had registered. And so it's truly a virtual event, virtual stadium event. And we can see all of them. Like if you're at a real stadium event in person, you can't see every face, right? I mean, the people in the nosebleed seats, you cannot see them. Really anybody beyond the first five seats, you can't see them. The first five rows. But Tony could see all of them. And we were standing there and we're watching. And he goes, Barry, there are 25,000 people here there's like 50,000 people here because families were watching. And it was so cool because I think little kids who never would have been exposed to Tony and personal development, like you've got nine-year-olds watching, you've got grandparents watching. And we would watch, like there would be a woman who's like there and she's jumping up and down and she's taking notes and she's super excited. And you'd watch, we were watching like spouses who were kind of walking by like, what's she doing? What's that? And then before you know it, they kind of stop and they'd listen. And then before you knew it, they were sitting next to them. And then before you knew it, they were jumping up and down too. And it was fascinating to watch like how a whole family would become enrolled in DUPW over the four days. And I think that too is the incredible power of virtual is that you can allow your spouse to sit in for an hour or half hour of the whole event. Go, honey, this is what I'm all about. Like, this is what I'm doing. Like, isn't this amazing? And get them excited about it, which wouldn't happen if you flew across the country and were sitting in a ballroom by yourself. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And then I think just quickly for the host, you know, for any of you out there that are listening, that you've been dreaming of being on a stage or hosting your first live event, or you've you've been speaking for others, or you've been wanting to speak for others, but not being invited to, you know, if any of you that are in that camp, you know, there's nothing like a virtual event to get you jumpstarted because the win for you, no hotel contract, no room blocks, no food and beverage minimums, no, like literally no liability. Like you need a computer and I recommend a TV so that you can see your gallery view audience larger than life. But if you have a computer and a TV, like you're in business, you can do a virtual event from your living room. And I think that's the cool era that we have been ushered into courtesy of COVID. It's amazing because I've been able to speak at a few different virtual events where I'm on the stage, but I get to see the setup that you guys have created. And as someone who is more introverted, I love it because I feel like I get to be engaged with the attendees, but also protect my energy in a different way, specifically while pregnant. I feel like (laughs) energy is the sacred thing. But it's been amazing because I think it's such a cool way to give these people an experience. And one of the things that I I know personally from attending events in the past is that 
it's almost like you're on this high when you're in and surrounded by this environment and you're with other people, but then you go home and real life takes over. And the beauty of virtual events is you're learning in your environment, which means different things in your environment can trigger those memories, those emotions, those actions you meant to take from the event. And I feel like you're almost more likely to follow through to keep up that momentum because of that experience. Yeah, I really do believe that's true. And, and another interesting thing is that when you attend an in-person event and we track our metrics, we've, you know, we've been doing this for 17 years and we know the metrics of every single session, like an in-person, we're counting heads every single session, how many people are here. Inevitably on day, the last day of the event, you lose people and you lose them because everybody has to make a decision. Like, am I going to stay one more night or am I going to miss a couple hours to make that last flight? Right. Yeah. It's like that barter that you're making with yourself based on your obligations to your family or your business or your team. And so it's not uncommon to just watch the numbers dwindle as the day goes by and the core group will still be there at the end. Yeah. With virtual, what we've seen is the audience stays the whole time because they're not having to run to catch the flight. And so if you provide amazing content and connection and community in your event, you'll have them from the very first session to the very last session. And it was one of the first things when we said, let's try a virtual event. Everyone's question was, will they show up? And then the second question was, will they stay? And for two years now, close to two years, we've been doing, I think we're on, I don't know, close to 70 virtual events that we've done. And the resounding answer is yes, they will come. Yes, they will stay. And they actually stay longer than they do it in person. So that too is a really big win for virtual. Oh. As we look to the new year, you might be thinking about ways to hit the ground running with your business or even ways to help connect with your customers on a deeper level. We've talked about CRM platforms in the past, and I wanted to talk a little bit more about why they're essential for businesses in 2022. A CRM platform takes any customer interaction, like a sale from your website or clicking on your weekly newsletter, and it transforms that data into valuable insights. Insights like, when do my customers shop? And do my emails really get open more on a Monday? A HubSpot CRM platform is ready to help connect the dots between your business and your customers like never before. HubSpot is consistently working to make its products more connected than ever. With improved custom report builders, you can curate your data your way, making it super easy to review real-time reports on sales, marketing, deals, and more, all with just a few clicks. And if you're looking for cleaner data with a centralized system... The all-new Operations Hub Enterprise gives your team leads the ability to curate data sets for all users, meaning even faster and more consistent reporting. Learn more about how a HubSpot CRM platform can help connect your business in 2022 at HubSpot.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash golddigger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash golddigger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. So if somebody's listening and they're thinking, okay, I really want to do an event for my community. I've always wanted to, maybe in-person isn't the right method. Maybe I should just get my feet wet with a virtual event. Where would you recommend starting? Like, where do you even begin figuring out what it's about or how to promote it or how to run it? 
Yeah, it's a great question. I think that the first thing is to know that you do not need a big list. You do not need a big studio. You do not need a big budget. You don't need a big production. Like really, when we talk about enrollment events, especially if you're out there and you really want to make your first coaching offer, I think one of the benefits for a virtual event is that you can launch a business virtually overnight and you don't need a huge list to do it. You need a committed following. You need to be clear on your message. You need to be clear on your right fit client. Like who are you trying to serve? But if you're clear on those things, there's not a faster path to launching yourself and your business and coaching. Like you could literally dial for dollars for years selling one-on-one coaching, or you could have one three-day event, like sell for three days and serve for 362, which is what I love about the the three-day event model. And in a three-day, we're generally recommending that on day one, it's just content connection community. Like that's all you have to do. Serve, give them amazing content. So by the end of the day, they've had so many aha moments that they can't wait for day two. They are fired up about the opportunity and about what's possible based on your unique ability to show them something that they couldn't see before. And then on day two, you do more of that. And what ultimately is going to happen, and there's a tipping point in the afternoon of day two where they go from, I am so excited, I can't wait to start implementing, to, oh no, I have so many ideas, I'm scared to start implementing. There's too much. I don't know where to start. It feels overwhelming. And that's the, that's the tipping point to say, listen, I know you're in pain because we've opened up for you what's possible and you want to do it, but you need guidance and you want more of what you're having here at this three-day event, here's the good news. You can have more. Join me for a year and we'll do this together. I mean, it's that simple of an invitation. And then you still have day three. It's more connection, more content, more community, but you're moving them to decide. Decide to do something differently. Commit to a timeline. Celebrate that decision. And if in doing that, it makes you realize you need help and support, then join us in this program. Like that's the heart of a sales and service offer in a three-day. And that's the easy way to essentially launch a high-ticket offer, whether it's you know, 4,000, 6,000, 10,000, 25,000. And you can do that in an audience of 5, 50, 500, 5,000 or more. The structure's the same for our events that are 300 people as it is for events that are 30,000 people. And it's all based around serving the audience and then making the offer to them when they say, but wait, I would like more. You're like, no problem. We have more. It lives right over here. I invite you to spend the year with us. One of my favorite things that you keep saying, and I want for you to break it down because I know that so many people listening, if we were in a room and we said, how many of you love selling? I feel like we would hear crickets. So when you say sales is service, break that down for me, walk me through it because the way that you think about it shifts so much for me. And I know it'll do the same for the listeners. Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny. I quit the Girl Scouts when they told me I had to sell cookies. Like I was like, I love the little outfits, love the badges, love the love the activities. Not so sure about selling cookies. Like I literally quit the Girl Scouts so I wouldn't have to sell cookies. So sales is not my DNA, but services. And so the aha moment for me in this industry was realizing that women specifically don't like to be sold. They like to be served. And ironically, neither do men. Like at the end of the day, human beings, human buyer psychology is when I feel really well served, I naturally want more of that. And when we can allow people, we can serve people by giving them amazing content. It's not a bait and switch. You know, like if you think about, you were asking about how do you get started? Let's say you have a small list and let's say that you do a podcast and let's say that you do a webinar and at the end of the podcast and at the end of the webinar, you say, Hey, by the way, I'm going to have a three day event where I'm going to go deeper on these topics. Would you like to join me? And you make it a reasonably priced ticket, like $47, $97. They come spend three days with you. And then over those three days, you serve, serve, serve. And then they inevitably say, I want more. And you say, great, I have more. Here's my coaching program. Would you like to join me? Like it really can be that simple. And it's the through line of the same content. Like whatever is your superpower, your unique ability, your zone of genius, the thing that you're really good at, you're good at that. You just give them the bait. And and here's the thing. Don't tell them everything you know. Tell them what they need to know. If you run your webinars, your podcasts, and your live events that way, and the solid through line is a single message that all leads to your high ticket offer, that is sales as service. I'm going to serve you in my podcast. I'm going to serve you in my webinar. I'm going to serve you on Clubhouse. I'm going to serve you 
when I speak on stages. I'm going to serve you when I launch or when I do a challenge. I'm going to serve you in my course. It's the same content. It's just a deeper dive each level. So like podcast is less content than webinar. Webinar is less content than launch. Launch is less content than course. Course is less content than live event. And live event is less content than your high ticket offer, your coaching program. But it's the same content. They're just paying for more access to you at each level. And when you do that, that is service. It makes natural sense in the psychology of your buyer to go, yeah, of course, I should pay for more access to your zone of genius. So here are things I get for free from you. And here are things I start to pay for from you. And ultimately, if I want the most time with you, I invest in your high ticket offer, your coaching program, so that I can get access, deeper access to what you know, what you do, and how I can do it too. Oh, that is such a mic drop moment. Like, let's just take that soundbite and play it for every female entrepreneur ever. So I want to know, what objections did you face? So you were so blessed in that your first client offered to shift from live to virtual, which got your feet in the door of virtual events. But I'm sure you've heard a lot of objections around virtual events. So what are the number one, two or three objections and how have you conquered them in the last two years? I think the first one is the world doesn't need another Zoom meeting, right? They'll say, oh, (laughs) people are so tired of Zoom meetings. Nobody wants a Zoom meeting. And I think they're actually not wrong. And that's why it's so important that your virtual event be an experience. Like when we're marketing a virtual event, I actually, here's the thing. I think the same way that 9-11 changed the travel industry forever, right? Like it never was the same after 9-11. We got TSA, we got being willing to take off all of our clothes at at check-in and, you know, go rifle through our bags, do all the things in in the name of safety. I think the same way that COVID has changed the events industry. And if we're being really honest, the events industry has kind of been the same forever. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. Like it was my first job out of college. I've been doing this a long time. And I can tell you trade shows look the same, events look the same. The content looks different based on the zone of genius of the speaker, but the events kind of look the same. It wasn't until COVID that we had a revolution in the events industry. And it's honestly been, it's ushered in an an era of innovation that we haven't seen before. And the benefit, if there's any silver lining of COVID, it's looking at the events world in a different way and how we bring people together in a different way. So I really believe that when we, in the future, when we talk about live events, the question will be, oh, is it in person or virtual? Like the live event experience will encompass two things, in person and virtual. Which one will it be? I think you're going to see that event hosts are like, I love in person. These are my in-person dates. I love virtual. These are my virtual dates. I don't think hybrid's long for this world. It's a rabbit hole, but I would just say, don't think that's long for this world. But I Mm -hmm. think that the idea of an in-person and a virtual, or some hosts are like, I love in-person, other hosts are like, I love virtual. But the power of virtual, for all the reasons we've talked about here, it's not going away. So when you think of it that way, then you're like, how do I craft a virtual event experience? You don't have people saying, you know, I think live events are dead. I think they've gotten really boring. No one's doing live events anymore. Like no one says that. But with virtual, they're like, how long are virtual events going to last? I'm like, forever. Just like in-person events, right? Like I could listen to a concert on my phone. I still want to go to the concert in person. I could watch a movie in my media room and probably have a better experience. I still want to go to the movie theater. So Mm -hmm. I think the reality is in-person event is a platform that make up live events. So the biggest thing that we have to overcome is changing people's thinking about what a virtual event experience can do. And the minute you do that, you create a true experience where there's interaction and immersion, where they're sent into breakouts, where they get to communicate with each other, where you spotlight them, where you take their questions, where you do interactive hot seating. All of a sudden, like, wow, this is just like an in-person event, only it can do it from my living room. You're like, yeah, isn't that awesome? (laughs) Like, I really do think that's the secret. And what was different for us from the beginning, I think what made our virtual events more successful, there's like, I don't know, I've lost count, but like 50 different virtual event platforms that have come out of Silicon Valley in the last two years. But what makes Sage events different is that we always looked at it from the perspective of the host first and the audience second. So you might have this, you know, digital platform that's like, create your avatar, create a fake room, knock on a fake door, go into fake room, talk to another (laughs) fake. It's like, I get overwhelmed just thinking about having to do all that. But the benefit of virtual events, again, for your audience, this is awesome, is you can do this on Zoom and it's free. I mean, it doesn't cost anything. And there are 350 million people a day 
on Zoom, not people who have a Zoom account, 350 million people a day on Zoom. So the great benefit of running your virtual event on Zoom is A, it's free. B, you can do it from a computer and a TV. And C, you can see your audience and they can see you. You can mute them and unmute them. You can send them into breakouts. You can make it interactive and immersive. And they all know how to use it. They're on it every day. Mm-hmm. So what the, the bigger the front, the bigger the back, right? The Achilles heel is the world doesn't need another Zoom meeting. The answer is you're right, but this isn't that. This is a three-day live immersive experience. And because it's on Zoom, everybody knows how to do it. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So what would you say are non-negotiable elements for a successful virtual event as we go into 2022? Somebody's fired up if they're inspired, if they're like, okay, I really want to do this. Barry got me really excited about it. What do they not want to miss? What they don't want to miss are these four things. You really need to have an in-person tech check, what we call tech check. And what I mean by this is that you're redefining that it's not just another webinar, right? So if you were to go to an in-person event, nobody would let you walk into that ballroom without a badge, right? You have to go through registration. We all understand that. We're okay with it. We do it. It's the same thing for a virtual event. We run an in-person tech check, which is a human being talking to you saying, welcome. I'm so glad you're coming to the event. Let me get you checked in. Let's test out your Zoom and make sure you know where everything is. Do you know how to mute and unmute? Do you know how to turn your camera on and off? Do you know what time we're starting tomorrow? The virtual doors open at this time. Like you're basically welcoming them. It's an important touch point to an event to greet your people, not just to click on a link and go. So that's the first one. The second one is no recordings because we expect recordings with what? A webinar. And what is show up rate for a webinar? About 20 to 30%, right? But for live events, it's between 80 and 90. When we're running a virtual live event, it's between 80 and 90. And the reason is there are no recordings. They have to show up. It's a live event experience. You don't dip in and dip out. It's accumulation effect. Every session builds on the one before it. So you don't want to miss anything. So the only way that we allow recordings is if it's part of a VIP upgrade and important and it's delivered 30 to 60 days after the event. It's more of a, would you like to revisit your favorite moments than a, you can skip this and watch it later. So that one's really critical. And then the third is that we really like to gamify it. Which is with the gamification, I like to think of it as funification. I think it's just like gamify feels like you're gaming the system. But at the end of the day, we're taking gamification 
tools and turning them into funification, which is having a leaderboard, giving them points, giving them rewards, giving them gifts for showing up on time. And it can be old school. Like you don't have to, you could use Gammy Press to do this, but you don't have to. You literally could give them an exercise, have them post it in the event Facebook group, have your teenager or neighbor or a friend or a VA go through and take every name that posted a result put it on a piece of paper, put that paper into a bowl and do a drawing and pull it from your virtual <laughs> stage, right? Like it doesn't have to be high tech to be high touch. But I think that's really important. And then the fourth one is we send swag to every attendee. And here's why. It gets to them the week of the event. And we're trying to, if you think to the original point of this, is that we're trying to distinguish this from just another webinar or just another Zoom meeting. So when have you signed up for a webinar and had a knock on the door from the FedEx guy where they handed you a box or an envelope that had a bunch of gifts for you. Never. And that's the point. Like when you go to an in-person event, it's not uncommon to get swag at check-in, right? Like you get like a mm -hmm. book or a notebook or a pen and a journal and the you know guides and some gifts and whatever. So we do that same thing. You can do it flat, flat swag in an envelope. You can do it in a box. The point is that it's sent to arrive the week of the event. It's the reminder to show up. There's a knock on the door where they hand you the gift. And I'll tell you what's going to happen. In your event Facebook group, they're going to start posting pictures of them getting those boxes or those mm -hmm. envelopes and of them unboxing those boxes and envelopes, of them wearing the swag, of them holding the book up. It builds excitement and reciprocity for your event. And that's why people show up. You have to, in the space we're in right now, until this becomes more commonplace, which I know it will, you have to use those four tools to get people to show up. And then it's your job once they show up to get them to stay with amazing content, connection, and community. Oh my goodness. I feel like we just got an events masterclass. Thank you, <laughs> Barry. What is something that you are excited for as we enter into this new year? What is something that you're thinking about or that's getting you out of bed in the morning? Yeah. So what I'm most excited for is that I really believe live events change the world one attendee at a time. And I think people have never needed community and connection the way they do today. I think we've yeah. had two years of no control, right? Like the messaging changes every day. The rules change every day. We're in lockdown. We're not in lockdown. We need a mask. We don't need a max. We need a vaccine. We don't need a vaccine. Everything just feels really out of control around the world, right? And I think what we have the power to do, and by we, I mean you, Jenna, me, and any of your listeners out there that are speakers, authors, course creators, influencers, who have a message that they want to share with their people, is that you have the ability to change their lives, right? You can do this with a digital platform. It's never been easier for you to do. And they are waiting for you. They're waiting for you because they feel out of control and uncertain. And you have the keys to the kingdom to make them have one area of their life that they do have control over. Like whatever it is you do, whatever it is you teach, whatever it is you preach, your people are out there waiting for you to get your leadership and to get your guidance and to get a sense that, oh, there's one part of my life that I'm in charge of that I can control the destiny of what I do today, what I do tomorrow, how I make my money, how I make my life, how I make my health, how I make my wealth. All those things matter a lot and they've never needed them more than they need them right now. And I truly believe that live events are one of the best ways to get there. Barry, where can everybody connect with you, learn more about Sage, do an event with you, or just be a student of the work that you do? How can they experience all of that? Where can they find you? Well, thank you for asking. If I were better, I'd be doing a podcast. Like <laughs> <laughs> the easiest way, honestly, we regularly run an event called The Virtual Event on Virtual Events. So we run that a couple times a year. And it's one of the easiest ways to figure out in a quick three day exactly what we do and how we do it. Like, you know, we believe we change events, you know, one attendee at a time, one host at a time. And so the virtual events on virtual events is TVE live. And it is one of the easiest ways to just figure out the model, right? Super simple. We don't hold anything back because there's more than enough to go around. And so that's an easy way to figure out the live event model, how to reverse engineer a high ticket offer and how to easily make it from a sales as service approach from the stage that doesn't feel icky, salesy or sleazy. So where do they find that? Blue. I'm going to rely on Blue, who's flashing something at me on the camera, but because I'm my glasses on, I can't read it. Hi, like, Blue. Real host moment. <laughs> Blue is the marketer in the family. <laughs> TVE.live. Go team, go. There you go. TVE.live. 
There we go. TVE.live. Barry, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for being a friend in my life. I love being able to just stay connected to you and be a part of your events. And I can tell you, for all of you that have attended a virtual event in this last year, maybe it seemed seamless or flawless or like it was an easy execution. Watching Barry and Blue behind the scenes has absolutely transformed the way that I look at events. They are hosting events with tens of thousands of people virtually. And I just got to commend you. You are the best of the best. I have never experienced a better team, better leaders, better guides. And I am just so blown away by the art of what you do. So just thank you for letting me be a part of it. But also thank you for sharing so much on the podcast today. Oh, thank you, Jenna. Well, I just love you. And I have to say, like, right back at you, like every experience I have with you, I'm just blown away by your authenticity and your ability to connect with any audience and just do it in a way that is so real and so lovable. Every time I read any blog you do, I'm just like, I literally will be like, I'm just going to dip into Jenna time for a second, right? (laughs) And it literally changes my whole perspective on the world. So I just want to thank you for who you are and how you show up and how you model friendship and leadership and content creation and just making the world a better place. The world has absolutely shifted in recent years. And I'm not going to lie, I'm actually a big fan of virtual events. One, I get to stay in the comfort of my own home. But two, I get to ingest the content in an environment where I feel comfortable and compelled into action. Plus, I get to put my babies to bed at night and snuggle them in the morning. I hope today leaves you feeling inspired and excited about this idea of hosting your own virtual event or better yet, attending one of Barry's events. I can tell you there is no one in the business like her. Having worked behind the scenes with her, I am just blown away by how she has broken this all down to a science that is focused on selling as a service. I hope today leaves you feeling inspired and excited. Maybe in this new year, it'll be the first time you host your own event. Whatever you have in store, I am so excited to see exactly what it is and how you show up and serve the world. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top notch. Article's online only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.